so hello and welcome to the Power to Fly office hour. Uh, my name is Katie Mason, your office hour guide for today. And um, just to let you know, if you're interested in launching your very own office hours, you can um, find the ambassador information on the homepage. And um, I want to mention to you about the privacy concerns, just in case um, if all that, all the way that it works is that um, if you choose to go on video and unmute, you will be recorded and go on the live stream. Um, and this is just to allow us to offer this recording to people who cannot make it in uh, to this talk today. And just to give us a minute to land and settle in, um, I mean, we definitely want to hear from you. So if you can chat in um, what brought you here today and tell us your location, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, I know that um, some of us have jumped from another call onto this one. So I definitely invite you to take a breath and, um, and then exhale. So, I mean, that's always good for me. It always feels so good. Um, so yeah, I see, you know, Lamore chatted in, like she's from Israel and so happy to be here today. And I'm so glad to, to see that. Um, we're here to co-create the session together and share our experiences. Um, the way it works is my role here as your guide is I have queued up some questions in order um, that has been pre-submitted by you, the audience, and uh, our wonderful guest speaker will expand and dive into our topic. Um, I feel that every time we gather, we learn so much from each other. Um, and to those of you who have just joined just now, I welcome you, I see you. Um, and just to go into the privacy uh, bit a little bit more, um, so as long as you keep your camera off and stay muted, you will not be on the live stream and recording, but uh, we would love to hear from you. This is a conversation. We welcome you to uh, join in and add to the conversation your uh, your take and your stories um, when, when it comes time. Um, and also if you do need to uh, message me and uh, add your questions anonymous, anonymously, please, feel free to do that. Um, um, just find my name in the chat drop down, Katie Mason, so that you can uh, send it to me and not to everyone. Um, so uh, with that, I, uh, I also want to ask you to be, please be present. We're only here for 20, 25 minutes. Um, try your best to silence your notifications. Um, and with that, I'm so honored to introduce our speaker, um, Lamore Bergman-Gross, Director of Mentorship here at Power to Fly, uh, who is here to talk to us about promoted and prosperous tangible tips to get that new title. Lamore, can you uh, tell us about your background and what's top of mind for this topic? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for the introduction, Katie, and I'm happy to be here. And what brought me to talk about this topic is uh, and because I know uh, I, I started in engineering many years ago. I've been in engineering lead, leadership many years. I've, I live in Israel right now. 
but I lived in the U.S. for nine years and just returned back before COVID. And, uh, and my journey has been, uh, you know, um, I, I found out that in order to make progress, a lot of that depends on me and how much I how I present myself and how much I advocate for myself. I found sponsors and I push for getting to the next level. Uh, but I remember thinking that if I do a good enough job, everything will just follow in place. But I don't think that's the case. Uh, uh, maybe it is for some, you know, small uh, scenarios, but in general, you have to advocate for yourself. And uh, I really want to help others and encourage you to um, be willing to put yourself out there and advocate for yourself. Yeah, thank you for the wonderful introduction. Uh, let's get into the questions. Um, so yeah, here are here's the list of questions, but uh, we will definitely go through them one by one. Um, so the first one is, what do you do if your company is keeping you in a role that you are overqualified for? In other words, they aren't giving you any opportunities for growth and or they are promoting people younger and less qualified instead. Yeah, so it's hard for me to answer this question without knowing the specifics, but I can tell you several things in general. So first of all, um, it's, as I said, I mean, it's not enough to do a good job. You need to make sure it's being seen. And I've seen that in my career that a lot of people just doing good job, but they are very, very quiet. And, and therefore, a lot of times, um, senior leadership doesn't even know they exist. And a lot of times what happens, I mean, at least the companies I worked for, when uh, the promotion times comes around, uh, there are several, uh, you know, rounds, usually. So the direct line manager typically you know, kind of recommends the people they want to be promoted and then they aggregate the list to the leader above them and so forth. And when those discussions happen, a lot of time, you as a leader need to advocate for people you want to get promoted. And what happens is if the person is really kind of, you know, introverted and no one knows them, it's much, much harder for you to advocate for their promotion. I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's harder. And unfortunately, I've been in situations as a leader uh, that I've had to fight for promoting people in my organizations that were more introverted and I knew what they were doing, but they were less recognized in their organization. So um, what you need to do is you need to really make sure that people around you, not just the, the people that you know work in your team, but your manager and other people kind of know who you are, find opportunities to present what you're doing, to showcase your value. So, because it could be that you're not promoted because, you know, you're just not visible. It could be other reasons as well. It could be some politics. I mean, unfortunately those cases happens. So it really depends on the situation. Yes, thank you for sharing. It's, um, you. I find it uh, so, so important to speak up for yourself and you definitely uh, helped remind us of that just now. So yes, it kind of ties into this one. Uh, what tools do you use to document your achievements and feedback? Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, there, so there are several ways to do that. Um, 
either find opportunities to present what you're doing. It could be company all hands or team scrum meetings or, you know, whatever the case may be. Find opportunities to present the work you're doing. Uh, you can uh, send email status messages to your managers or peers if it applies, right? It, depending on obviously the company culture also. Uh, some companies are more structured than others. Uh, if you see that people are sending status updates, I mean, I worked in companies that they used to send status updates for each team and the manager kind of aggregated their team's achievements or the things they worked on on a sprint. So make sure that you uh, send your manager, okay, those are the things I achieved. Maybe not like every little bit of, of thing, but kind of send them a, and also talking with other people. I, I also found that helping others, helping selflessly other people also helps a lot because you present yourself as a leader as, as an, and as an expert when you come to other people and offer them support. And a lot of times what happens is that people are, you know, considered to be promoted just because they are perceived as expert, as go-to persons, people that everyone approach when they have a question. So that is, that is another great strategy to get yourself known. Yes, um, definitely. I, I definitely hear that uh, sort of like if you want help, then you also, you can offer the help first to other people and then they will come to you because they know, then you're letting them know what you can help them with. And then uh, also refining your understanding of the topic area that you, you are expert in. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times also when the promotion times come, uh, uh, there is peer reviews, right? A lot, uh, some companies, they do, they do those like um, annual or biannual or whatever the cadence may be, reviews, and they ask for peer reviews. So the more you're known, the better reviews you're gonna get from peers also, not just from your manager, but from people you work with, whether they are in your team or in other teams. Mm, so good. Um, yeah, so I think some people, you know, they're trying to transition uh, into a different company even. And so with this one is how do you convince others that you are more than your job titles, that your skills are transferable to different roles and industries? I mean, I, I, it's hard for me. Again, uh, I don't know the context of this. If this is like a, a, a job search or within uh, the company. Um, I think that, so when, when coming to do a career change or, or changing the role, you need to think about what kind of qualification are needed for the role and how do you prove that you have those qualifications? Uh, it can be, for example, that let's say, I don't know, you want to uh, move from a technical role to a more customer facing and you have very good interpersonal skills, you have good presentation skills. So those are things, for example, you can emphasize and show examples where you have done those things in a different role completely. So you need to find, okay, what are the skills that they're, they are looking for? What are the skills I already have? And how have I achieved those or proved that in previous roles, even if it's a, in a different context or in a different role? Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, so I'll just read this other one too. How do you convince a future employer and hiring, hiring team that you can do a job when your past jobs titles don't match to the open position? I mean, the, the best way uh, I can think of is just share work-life examples of achievements you had. And typically I recommend people uh, when they are, for example, writing their LinkedIn profile or resume to highlight their own values. What have they done that exceeds you know, the expectations that is unique to them? So I would recommend you to just share things you have done and how have you made a difference in the role that you had. And I think by sharing examples, that's the best way for you to kind of showcase who you are, what you have done. Yes, also I feel that when you start to talk about what you have recently done, it also increases your confidence level when you're going in to this new position um, that may not be a complete 100% match, but that you can definitely do it. But it's just by talking about it and showing up with confidence that also makes a huge difference. Um, so is it okay to tweak the job titles if you are a career changer and no longer want to be found for the roles in your industry or job type? I think, again, this question also depends on the, on the situation. And I would recommend if the person is in this call, I mean, they can contact me later on and I can help them. I, I, I never recommend to lie, right? So you can tweak. A lot of times, by the way, different roles can be called differently in different companies. So you can definitely kind of play with the words. And on LinkedIn, by the way, uh, there is a difference between your headline and your recent title. And with your headline, you can put things that are not your current title, things that you know how to do. But I would recommend really to use only things that you are capable of and you have experience doing, not just make something up. Mm -hmm. Be true to yourself and, and you know to others. So on LinkedIn, that's a perfect place is the headline to just put your skills, things that you know how to do, and maybe you haven't like you didn't have the specific title and and it will help you be found on those skills and about mm -hmm. the, the specific title again i wouldn't lie but i would try to find maybe different words that would describe what you have done mm -hmm. yes um i i think that one was more so you can see more consistent um and as long as the job description matches with what you have done prior, then it's all, it's all good. Yes, and do not lie. Um, so here we have uh, the question on, how can I find and get the opportunity to be heard, not just for what I've done? Oh, did we go over this one already? No, no. <laughs> maybe. You're no. good. How can I find and get opportunity to be heard, not just for what I've done, but for my potential? I think that uh, the one-on-ones with your managers are probably the first place I would choose. And be transparent about what you want, about your career aspirations, and what you think you're capable for. And 
but I have to be kind of, to caveat that by, I always believe in showing what you can do rather than telling. Uh, the best way to put yourself out there and get to the next level is start operating in the next level. And what I mean by, what I mean by that is like, let's say you're a software engineer and you want to become a manager, for example, or a technical lead. So show leadership and, you know, show how you can be a leader. Solve problems that are difficult that other people are not solving. Do above and beyond your current role. So I always believe in showing rather than telling. But, but in general, the right person to talk to all of that would be either in the HR business partner, if you're trying to get to a different role and, and you want to talk with someone from HR, uh, or your manager who probably, you know, your manager should know the best of what you can do and you can just help educate them if they are not, if they don't know you enough. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like this, we kind of started to talk about this. It's um, see many roles with more than one title amongst a variety of companies. Um, when you read the job description, it's the same and they're just calling it something different. Are there any tips on how to read the job descriptions? I mean, the title doesn't matter much, right? I mean, it, it, it more matters what are the qualifications, what is the job about? I wouldn't be so hung about the title. Because as, as this person said, I mean, different companies may call a role differently. It's more important to kind of understand what are they expecting from the person to do in the role. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, so ask follow-up questions when you're talking to the hiring team and, uh, and also be clear on what you want in, in your position too. And about, how, about the second question, how do I know what job titles are applicable? So what I recommend to do is do it, is to do different searches um, on, on LinkedIn or other, you know, job uh, boards on part of fly or other, uh, you know, um, website and, and use different titles and look at different job descriptions and, and try to figure out, can I do this role or not? And by saying, can I do this role doesn't mean that you are, you know, uh, checking all the check boxes because um, take into account that typically when companies are posting a job description, it's like the ideal candidate that typically does, does not exist. So don't try to kind of fit in for everything, but look for the job descriptions and figure out, can I do this? Do I have, you know, most of the qualifications they're looking for? And if you are, it means that you can do this role regardless of what the title is. And, and it could be that uh, very probable that you will be able to do more than just one job. So you can kind of tweak the different titles and find the roles that um, can be applicable for you. Mm -hmm. um, I think I feel like it ties in kind of nicely to this one. It's a... Um, I think, so this person is, as I learn programming, I find myself in this gray area where I'm not technical enough, but getting there. In addition, I'm in the midst of a job search. In particular, I find it hard to search for jobs based on the job title as I find it easier to see if it matches my skills 
Do you know any companies that would be supportive of someone like me who has past career experience, education, project management, but is not a developer quite yet? There are some role titles that might refer to someone like me who has some coding experience, um, but it's still learning. And who or what organizations can help someone like me who's still getting into it? So this is a kind of a very specific question for a specific person. And again, if this person is here, I'm happy to elaborate more. But I think that people who just want to transition into development need to look for internships, for open source projects they can contribute on their spare time, kind of to get experience to volunteering opportunities so they can kind of get hands-on experience. And if they struggle finding a job, I would, I would uh, recommend to look for um, kind of the roles that are between development and, and kind of troubleshooting support, or, you know, like it could be a technical support role or DevOps or something that has, you know, requires technical skills, but it's not quite there. It's not quite a software engineer. And that can allow them to grow within the company as they grow those skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also received a question in, uh, in the chat where uh, it's about how do I know if asking for a promotion or a raise is appropriate? Is there a time when it might not be appropriate? I think that, uh, first of all, uh, you should always ask for feedback from your manager. So I, I think you need to understand first how, what is the expectations of your manager from you and how do they think you are matching those expectations in general, right? I mean, you, you should always strive to get feedback. And if you know where you stand, if you know that your manager appreciate the work you do, it will be good to share with them what are your career aspirations. And again, I, I'll take the example of you're a software engineer and you want to grow into leadership roles, whether it's a technical leadership or um, people leadership. And I would recommend you to speak with your manager and show them, okay, this is how I see myself. What do you think? When do you think I can get there? It's always good to kind of check with your manager how they perceive it than saying, oh, I want to be promoted in the next six months because then you kind of get feedback. You, you, you want to kind of um, share where you want to get to, but not necessarily put a deadline. Okay, this is the deadline. If I'm not promoted, when I, you know, as a people leader, leader I didn't like people who, is, who are giving me ultimatums. Oh, if I'm not promoted in the next six months to this role, I'm leaving. Because a lot of times it takes time and, and also, Two people are not exactly the same. So it's always good to get feedback. But the thing you need to demand from your manager is if you know where you want to get to and they say, well, you're not ready yet, then you need to figure out what are the things that you're missing. They need to give you a roadmap. What do I need to do? What are the things I need to learn in order to get to the next level? And they need to help you get there. And that's, by the way, why we have the mentorship program, because we help people kind of getting to the next level by supporting them with someone external who have done that already. Mm -hmm. But your manager is the first person you need to contact and and get their support. Yes. uh, So that was our last question. Um, You know, for the audience, if 
you have uh, something to share, please, you're welcome to unmute yourself and, um, and you know, tell us your takeaway from the session. We'd love to hear from you if you have something that you want to share with us on video. Um, and in the meantime, Lamora, can you give us some words of wisdom before we go so we can stay encouraged to uh, go out and get the title we deserve? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, people always ask me how I feel uh, working in a male dominant field, surrounding my men and, and my whole career. I mean, uh, um, before joining Power to Fly, I worked by mostly men and I never felt discriminated. I, I never felt like not treating, treated well and not saying it doesn't exist, don't get me wrong. But uh, I think the important piece to take here is that you need to push others uh, to appreciate what you do, to know what you do, and to ask what you deserve. And if you think you deserve to earn more, then you should not be afraid to talk about it and asking for a raise, saying I'm doing a Again, as I said, ask for feedback from your manager, assuming you're doing a good job, you should not be afraid to talk about money, to talk about the next thing for you. And because if you don't talk about it, I'm not saying it will not happen, but my experience tells me that people who more, you know, upfront and advocate for themselves get more because they put themselves in front of the manager. They kind of confront that they want to get to the next level that they think they deserve. When you show that you think you deserve more, you'll get more. When you're just not sharing anything, you know, uh, you may get it, but it may take more time also. Yes. Um, oh gosh, uh, this has been so much fun and so great. Um, Lamore, is there something that you're working on right now that you may need help with um, from the audience? Is there any way we can support you? and? Is LinkedIn the best way to get in touch with you? Definitely LinkedIn is the best way to get in touch with me. Uh, if anyone who participated today have any questions for me, feel free to reach out. I'll try to help you as much as I can. Uh, if you're interested to learn about our mentorship program, contact me as well, and I'm happy to share that with you. And have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you so much for spending time with us, um, everyone in the room. I uh, learn so much. And um, yeah, I appreciate you. Please stay in touch. Uh, I'm going to close the uh, Zoom room now. So bye for now and see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.